0: We're all protecting you. We have, we have all um, protected you. you. About my
1: marriage? But what are <laughs> about what you told us about? This? about your With the most distant. I don't know. So so don't ever freeze. So nice so nice 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 nice. like Let that. me tell Let you something. the
0: only thing. If I want to be able I'm not really sure what
1: I've done to you, though. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravoed podcast on the Buttered Pop network it is time for our vpr vanderbump rules reunion part one i'm eddie Estrada. i'm here with my co-host armin eddie i'm loving your new uh vocals for the reunion i've been inspired by Celine dion's vogue instagram if you ladies and gentlemen if you let me take you to this journey it would be my honor I love that. Can you do the whole podcast like that? I'm going to do it just like that. What do you want? Always
0: evoke Celine Dion for reunions. Don't do it for the whole season. That may may be a bit much and we may lose all our subscribers. But for reunions, that's okay.
1: I can't do Celine all the time. She's an iconic character and a voice that it would take years to, you know. To fine tune and and master. I'm not Ariana Grande. I can't be out here just doing it. Uh, But I did enjoy that. If you guys haven't looked, it was Met Gala. Same night as VPR reunion. I had to Same night as Raquel donning her own Met Gala, Met Camp outfit. The The fact is, is that camp only works if, like, you understand it's camp and aren't taking it seriously. Raquel just took that dress seriously. Raquel really thought she looked good.
0: Raquel is one of the only cast members to have a college degree. So maybe
1: she knows better than you and the rest of the cast. Eddie? Just saying that one more time. I, I mean, Stasi has a college degree. She graduated from LMU. If Raquel has a college degree, it sure does not seem like it. Like you can. My thing is, this is the thing about school, is you can have a college degree and you can still be stupid. Because what school is, is it is literally just memorization and organization. So people who are good at that can do really well in school, even if they're not smart, because they understand how to do it.
0: I actually don't think Raquel is stupid. I know there has been so many jokes at her expense for years now, but I actually think she held her own this
1: reunion, Eddie. That may be controversial. I'm just saying, she said she was the newest addition to Sir and wrote E-D-I-T-I-O-N, like addition.
0: Uh, she meant addition. Yeah, uh, yeah. But
1: what if she was the newest edition of Sir? No, because she changed it after everyone called her out on it. So she's not that highbrow. I'm sorry, okay, she's not Eddie, that witty. When spelling she can is an spelling indicative, I not get eye- out a single squeak to let Stassi know that that was really rude. But she did
0: say she grew up with social anxiety, so maybe that explains and why she, she, said she talks she, the way she talks. And she said
1: she got over it through pageants. Has she ever won a pageant? If I had a pageant girl standing in front of me speaking like that, that's not confidence. That's not strength. That's not a powerful woman. That's someone who feels like she's She was going 1v9. I'm just saying, I feel like she doesn't believe what's coming out of her own mouth. I feel like she feels hitched to James's wagon and has to play that role. And I don't feel like that's really how she feels. I think she'd rather be friends with all those girls than be against them. And she doesn't have that because she's with James. Funnily enough, I got the opposite vibe. I felt like
0: she was rightfully critical of James at certain points. If you remember, at one point she says, yeah, you know, I do believe that James was unfaithful to me when I was living in Sonoma. That's actually a big reveal that nobody really cared about. And it shows that... It was a big reveal. Everyone, I mean, knew. not a big reveal, but I mean that it is in stark contrast to how everyone perceives her and how she was being portrayed throughout this whole reunion, right? Everyone was saying, you are James's lapdog. You blindly follow James. You are worshiping at the altar of James. But she said in this very episode, one, she thinks James has wronged her, but she has forgiven him. And she also said that he has been wrong. And she does try to, behind closed doors, work out his problems with him And as she said, what? Do you want me to publicly embarrass him? Please. Well, they don't do it either. And that's fair. I understand it. If you don't want to publicly embarrass your partner...
1: Well, he's publicly embarrassed We've seen Katie work
0: through things with Schwartz behind closed doors. Same with Britney in the very last season. And I understand that to a certain extent. And we've seen Raquel and James work through some stuff on camera as well. They understand that there's some element of showing stuff on screen. And sometimes you're not going to drag your partner through the mud. I mean, they still need to be together, right? If you want to work with your partner, you I, can't torch it. I know we're getting right into into Raquel, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, my thing is like, I will never be a Raquel defender, so I really don't understand what she's still doing on the show. I think she finally, she did exactly what James did to Kristen and wheels her way onto the show through a relationship. Huh. Exactly what Brittany did with Jax. You know what? But there's some people I like on the show and there's some people I don't like on the show. And Raquel is someone that I find unbearably unwatchable. She can't, I, it, That's it's, true. It's painful to watch her at this point. I don't... She's not good TV. No, she's not. And this is the problem. It's because I've seen so many... I think my this is my issue. Is on Vanderpump Rules, you have a cast of very strong women. You have Stassi. You have Lisa Vanderpump. You have Ariana Maddox. Literally every single one of those women that sit on there has had a brave, strong moment. Raquel feels like she... She's she's so an archaic version of what a woman should be. I mean, she was even like, women have come so far in the workplace. Like, what are you living in, 1950? Like, I just feel like she's very retro, but not in a good way. Like, I don't... I, like, it's what... But wait, haven't used,
0: women come far? No, I agree. But like and there's still work to do
1: because we no, still there haven't is. bridged the pay I gap mean, entirely. mean, okay, that's not where I'm going with this. <sighs> what I'm going what I'm going with this is is I feel like as Raquel is a version of someone that we would see on a reality show in the early 2000s or like in the late 90s where it's uh, it's a very character of that stupid girlfriend. Like it's the stupid bimbo girl that like everyone that everyone used to be, aspire to be. Like it was that Paris Hilton, Nicole she Richie. She's going to get her masters to work with children. With special needs, right? The image she puts off is one of a bimbo. Paris Hilton is brilliant. Kesha, another... Kesha got a perfect score on her SAT, near-perfect score on her SAT, but she played the bimbo card because it, it works. That's something that does not fly with me anymore. Celebrity, for me, has become inspirational as opposed to aspirational. I don't want to achieve something. I don't want to be this bimbo character. I don't want to be this girl that's dating James Kennedy and living around the world. I want someone who's inspiring me to be a better person, to do better, to do more. I find that in Stasi. I find that at times at Lisa Vanderpump. I find that if Ariana Maddox, I don't want to see this archaic version of what it is. She thinks it is to be a girl because that's not what it is anymore. It's, it's, it's sad that she feels like she's stuck in this space and I feel like James is also kind of in that mindset and they're just, it's toxic. It's its very, I. this is the issue that I have. It's very spidey where I feel like he's very controlling <laughs> and she has this, she's trying to put off the image of like, no, I'm here with him. It's good. It's okay. But really inside she's broken because she feels trapped. Like if she, you know, she stood by him all this time and she leaves him now, she's with nothing. Like this is her ticket. Like this is like, her meal ticket at this point. This is her job. And it's like, she's stuck in this relationship with Jax. And I feel Hmm. almost like she's trying to break out of it, but she can't.
0: Freudian slip. You called him Jax. James.
1: I mean, they're the same. Let's be real. We'll get into (laughs) it. But we talked about this, but. You know,
0: I haven't read that subtext and you could be right. A part of me also feels like we just haven't seen enough of Raquel to assess her on this level. But, but maybe I just haven't paid close enough attention to Raquel and her journey. But what have they
1: really shown us of her journey? They've shown us enough because there isn't
0: much. the little breadcrumbs we get suggest that there may be more than meets the eye. If she is pursuing a master's, then she isn't trying to be this one-dimensional, purely aspirational girl, right? I don't know. But we don't see it. I, I, I agree in that sense, but that's... Probably if, a producer-editor thing. If on top she of wanted anything.
1: to make her master's degree a storyline, she could start making her master's degree a storyline. I think that would be way more entertaining and would make me like her as a character on the show much more because she's you know going to get her master's degree. She's a beauty queen she, with brains. Like Go for it. Great. But that's not the image she's putting on TV, and that's not the image she's portraying. She's planning doggy parties and really wishes people comes <laughs> to her puppy parties. Like Get over yourself. Like Do something with your life. And show us that on TV. And until then, keep wearing your stupid camp outfit that you think is great <laughs> when it's really a joke. Probably she got it off of like Boohoo, like <laughs> twenty seven dollars for that freaking dress. <laughs> Glued on the ruffles herself from Michael's hot glue gun. Bitch, I've done it too. It's called Halloween, honey. Save it for that. I don't know what to say. That's because there is nothing to say. It's it's <sighs> it's hard for me to support her as a, a television character when I think she's portraying an image that shouldn't be celebrated anymore.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm just not reading that, though. I don't think she's someone to be celebrated. I guess I'm kind of on the fence. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not taking a stand, which I guess is kind of lame in a way.
1: Yeah. I mean, if if you're you're not working for it, you're, if you're not moving, this is a great analogy that I was given a long time ago. And we actually used it for uh, a thing where we would like break down stereotypes. And it's like, if you're not working against the problem, imagine you're on one of those walking, like walking, moving walkways, like at the airport where it like helps you walk really fast. So take like racism, for example, racists are on that walkway moving and they're moving with the direction it's going. So they're, you know, Going with the current essentially, people who are fighting against that are walking against that walkway, they're actively fighting against it, they're actually moving. But if you don't have a stance at all, guess what? You're <laughs> still moving with the people that are doing it. You need to be able to speak about these things and work forward because I think this is something that is like that's, right, that's bugging me. It's because I to feel add like,
0: context, what is her ranking on the show in terms of importance? There's Jax Stossy. Katie, Schwartz, Sandoval, Ariana, Brittany, even James. Who am I missing? I mean, that's at least eight right there. Lisa Vanderpump, nine. I mean, yeah,
1: she's a secondary character. So right. is Billy, but at least Billy's fighting for trans there, rights. There's only
0: so much right, but
1: what's, that's a what's, more compelling
0: narrative than whatever Raquel is like a more is compelling
1: doing. narrative than Raquel going for a master's degree while being a beauty queen model. That's amazing TV. I think but that would be so much fun to watch. But to say
0: that she hasn't tried to get that on screen, but it was cut.
1: But... We've heard a lot about that. But, We've heard a lot about that. But... And that I could see that being cut, but right? Eddie? she's also giving them all the rest of the footage that they're using for her. So it's not like she's... Which isn't much. Which is not... Which we, which she's we not walking admit. against the walkway. She's standing there and enjoying the ride.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean... I can't totally disagree with that. I think she's Which a is, part wh- of the ride, wh- no doubt. And you have to accept.
1: Which is why I was upset about her feminist comments where she was calling like Lala not a feminist just because she doesn't support her. I think that was – I feel like her saying that was all BS. I feel Did like she say she, that? Yeah. She's said that multiple times, and she said it on the reunion. She's like, you know, like, it, you say you're a feminist, but you don't support me, and, like, you should support all women. She's like, I'm not going to support a woman who doesn't support me as well. Like, I'm not, you know, like, you don't have to support every woman. You can support women, but you don't have to be someone's friend.
0: Right. I didn't realize she called her out and for I think not being was, a feminist. I thought she said, because I, I remember Lala saying at one point that it's important that women support other women. I think Raquel was... Using that statement against yeah, La-la. and that's why
1: she was trying to be like you're not a feminist, and it's like, mm. and it's like Raquel, yeah, she's wow. grasping for straws. She's it's uh, she's uh, she's. I tough do to think watch. they're
0: kind of bullying this girl for almost no reason.
1: The reason is, is her boyfriend has been a shithead to every single other person on that cast, and they all. Yeah, have, but does that
0: justify bullying somebody? I
1: don't think bullying is ever justified. But I feel like if she's going to hit your wagon with the enemy, then, you know, your enemy's lover is also your enemy. They're not going to accept. I don't think they're bullying her. They're not going to accept someone who's going to support someone that doesn't support them. Like at the end of the day, James Kennedy has attacked almost every single one of those people on that cast and has issues with all of them. They don't want to associate with him. So why would they want to associate? Why would they want to associate? with his girlfriend. They're like, I don't like your boyfriend. I don't know you. Why do I wanna hang out with you? Why do I wanna support you? That's not bullying, that's just being like, yo, dude, we don't know you. But if you do remember,
0: earlier in the season, after James um, said those horrible things, right? Yeah. When they talked to Raquel about it, Raquel actually agreed with them and said that James was in the wrong. And isn't it okay to stick with someone, be by their side, support them? and help them work through their issues, I feel like it's not...
1: No, I think that's fine. And if she wants to do that, I think that's great that she's standing by him. But I don't think the other people have to accept her as a friend if her boyfriend's not being a friend to that. Uh, no,
0: I, I mean, you don't have to have anyone as your friend, right? Yeah, exactly. But bullying is a different level. I I'm- do think, especially at the beginning of her story, because they, they bring on the guests for a very short period of time, right? Yeah. And Andy says, okay, tell us your side of one thing. And I forget what the first thing was, but... Oh, it was this. She's been accused of basically being like a fame whore, of being with James just to be on the show, which, you know, who in the hell knows? Maybe that's true. Let's be real. But when she starts to tell her story and defend herself, Jax was attacking her. He was. He was. And what I thought was super ridiculous and largely hypocritical was the fact that When James started to fire back, and I agree, this is one of James's shortcomings, is the fact that he can't take the high ground, Um, but it's not like he's not being provoked. Um, Again, not justifying it, but he was being provoked, so he starts to fire back at them, and then they start yelling, oh my God, I can't believe you're saying things to me. It's a very one-sided, skewed perspective on things, in which they are allowed to throw blows, but... Don't you dare ever throw a blow back at us. And it's been like that for a few seasons with James. And again, not saying that he's in the right. He has been very nasty and vitriolic towards them. Um, But it's really, it's this tit-for-tat game where they both look like
1: assholes to me. With James and Jax, it makes them both, they both looked really bad in this reunion. Yeah.
0: So that's where I'm coming from with specifically um, them attacking Raquel and then... Them not allowing her to tell her story, um, and in these sort of moments when they feel like they can always get a word in, and if there's any semblance of retort, it's like gang tackle seven versus one.
1: I mean, but you could also this you, is a reunion. You could also use the, the you know the, the the example of they were they bullied Lala when she was first on, but the girl stood her ground, and now she is part of the group. Raquel's, I don't think, going to do that. I think... But my, I remember we I both think,
0: agreed that it was wrong the way they were slut-shaming Lala back oh, in no, the day. Oh, no, yeah, I agree.
1: And and calling her a prostitute. Remember I think, that? I Katie
0: think, was the one leading the charge on that, calling I, her
1: a prostitute. I that mean, wasn't right. I think that was bullying, 100%. I don't think what they're doing Raquel is bullying because I don't think they consider raquel even a blip on their screen just ending on raquel we should move on because i'm over her my gripe is i'm not down for one-dimensional female characters with no complex storylines and i feel like that's what raquel is and you know what we're moving away from it as a society and a culture don't put it on my vanderpump rules if you want to bring raquel on i want to see her journey i want to see her as a real person not as an airhead bimbo to a douchebag boyfriend done period mic drop let's talk about some other things so what else happened in this episode eddie Well, James and Jax got into their tiff.
0: Let's just talk about that. I love the moment when Andy says to Jax, he says, you asked James, how many mistakes are you going to make? Which is kind of rich coming from you. And then Jax said, at least I'm trying. And Lisa goes, you're a lot older. And remember, Jax is 14 years older than James. So James has time to get to Jax's place in life. Uh, And Andy goes, what were you doing four years ago? And there was actually a great flashback to all of Jax's shenanigans four years ago. And again, this is why I dub this show Hypocrisy Rules. You Um, always say it. Because they are all a bunch of hypocrites, including James, (laughs) by the way. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Anytime I criticize Jax on this podcast, it is not in defense of James, um, but it's just to point out the fact that Jax has very, very inconsistent logic. He holds James to an insanely high standard, one in which he doesn't meet. Yeah. And a lot of people do this in life. I agree. Um, And I guess Jax is one of those people too Uh, because it's so hilarious to me that literally less than one year ago, or no, sorry, I guess at this point, it was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Less than two years ago, he is having an affair and lying about it, talking all sorts of really, really nasty shit on Britney, saying really disgusting things about her. And he's acting like James, who's 26, can't grow, can't mature. And maybe he can't be a mentor in some capacity, like he was being during that season, although I don't know if Jack is a great mentor. Uh, But if you are supposedly growing and changing and evolving as a person, then why wouldn't you take this kid under your wing? In season six, he actually said, I see a lot of myself in James. I feel like James is me back at that age. So if you see that and you know all the mistakes you have made, you've cheated on every girlfriend you've ever had, you impregnated a girl in Vegas while cheating on your girlfriend, uh, you got your ex-girlfriend's name tattooed on your arm, then you got your next ex-girlfriend's name tattooed on your arm, you also got Karma's name tattooed. All these stupid mistakes
1: you have made, Jax, and you're telling me you're just gonna treat James like he's a pile of garbage? So this is, this is what I want to call back to, is at the beginning of the season, Jax and James were totally cool. Jax bought him shoes. They were hanging out. They were friends still. It was when James decided to run his mouth about Brittany and Jax again and go against Jax, even though Jax put his neck out there for him. I think Jax felt hurt and was like, you know what, I did stick my neck out for this kid. I did try to give him a chance. And guess what? He's biting the hand that feeds him. So now I'm done with him. And is and mind, he's like done, cut off, dead. And I don't think, and Jax is one to hold a grudge. Jax is not going to let this go. Yeah, it just
0: hasn't been the MO of the cast members on this show for six years. But maybe they have evolved. And maybe they are at this point willing to cut off toxic toxic people. In which case, actually, that may be a better path forward for them. I mean, I think it's, yeah. It but means- if you remember, Jax made up... Rumors that Katie cheated on Schwartz once upon a time. Yeah. Jax has done some very, very terrible things to all his friends. He slept with Sandoval's girlfriend once upon a time. It's not like this guy hasn't betrayed people either. no, I 100% agree. And James was apologetic. Now... If they see him as too far gone, then that's on them. Um, I just hearken back to hypocrisy rules.
1: But I just, I'm also gonna say, like the only reason I think they're all still friends is because they've all done shitty things with each to each other and with each other. And you know, let's be real, that cast of the core friends are gonna be friends for the rest of their life, whether or not they hate each other, whether or not they're dating or married or whatever. Like it all comes back to that family. And James was a transplant. James isn't part of that, which is also why I think they're kind of like, you know what? Jax is Jax. We've been through Jax. We've done shitty things to each other. You know what I mean? But they're like, this kid now just wants to jump and join our group and is just doing shitty this stuff to This guy appeared
0: us. in season two. Appeared. Okay, and was a full-time cast member starting season three.
1: Because he was dating Kristen, who- Are we really kn- going to act like he's a what? latecomer to the whole- thing he's he's in he was on the show season three but how long have these people been friends for 10 plus years yes that's what i'm saying i'm not saying it's because he's he's been part of the show since season three it's because he hasn't been part of their life for those 10 years before that they all formed that bond and that friendship and that's why they're not letting him in he was a boyfriend of someone they all were angry at they all hated you know what this is like him either
0: this is like trying to explain time travel It's just, the logic is convoluted. There's honestly almost no logic to any of this because why are they friends with Lala then?
1: Because Lala's chill. Lala and them are tight and cool now. She spread
0: a cheating rumor about Schwartz a year ago. Which was true. (laughs) Well, they never admitted it. But. uh Yeah, yeah, everyone knows.
1: And she's been a real friend to a lot of people in that cast. And she's grown and involved and stood up. She's sober now. In this in this show this season, we've seen her grow more than I think we've seen anyone have a drastic change on Vanderpump Rules. I before. mean, I'm glad that they're friends with Lala. No, and I, I just think, see logical
0: inconsistencies
1: everywhere. But I mean, you can be friends with Lala because Lala grew up and owns up to her shit and understands who she is and is you know unapologetic and is trying to be a better person. Whereas James throws temper tantrums and acts like a two-year-old when things don't go his way. That's the difference is because one person is actually working to better themselves and one person is saying they're bettering themselves. But Eddie, everyone's just trying to take down the great DJ James Kennedy. He's just insane. I'm sorry. Like I, at the beginning (laughs) of the season, I was like, I understand what he's going through. I understand how hard it is with his mom and, you know, having to support his family and his brothers and all this. And then watching this, I was like, wow, he is just inherently a douchebag. Like he just seems like I'm so basically
0: like every other character on reality no, TV. No, but
1: like I, I think personally I can get like vibes off people. Like you know this about me. Like I know from an instant whether a person is a good person or a bad person. Honestly, would not trust Jax Taylor with my life. But I think Britney is a good person. I think Britney inherently is a good person. I think Stassi inherently is a good person that got a bad rap. And I've, I've loved Stassi since the beginning, but – Oh, yeah. It was her situations that were making her the, dar- bringing oh, the dark bring. Oh yeah, Stasi
0: was so screwed over in the old, yeah. early seasons. She was
1: And the watching good guy. it back, she's 100 percent validated in everything that she went for her. But Katie and Kristen
0: turned their back on Stasi back in season one, called her a liar, kicked her out of the friend group because they were on Team Jax. They believed Jax over Stasi mm-hmm. when it came to the Vegas rumors. Stassi has very consistently been screwed over on the show. But
1: I'm just saying. James Kennedy, I think Raquel is probably the nicest person in the entire world, but I feel like with her, self attached to James, James is just a toxic, dark person that has a dark energy just rating off of him. And he's going to be living in that negativity as long as he keeps focusing on that negativity. He is stuck in a cycle of of sadness and anger, and he's not going to break free unless he actually works to move past and move out of that negativity. He's also delusional. And delusional. We both met this guy. Woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. I'm the greatest, but everyone's against me. He's like psychotic and delusional. Like that's his issue at the end of the day is he thinks he's the greatest shit to walk this earth, and that everyone is against him. No, dude, you just think you're better than everyone and have this snotty-ass nose up in the air, and everyone else is reacting to that. And then when you think people are just coming after you because everyone's just against James Kennedy, no, you're bringing this on yourself. When your own boss, that is like your second mom, will not give you a job back because she she doesn't even believe that you're growing as a person because you've done so much bad shit in the past, that... That should be so devastating and life-changing for you. That's like your parent being like, you know what, I don't believe you. Crying doesn't do anything. Wipe your fucking tears and grow the fuck up. I never swear on this, but James Kennedy needs to hear it. Wow, James Kennedy brought it out of you. It makes me mad because it's like, it, it, you know, if I, I cry, would that get me out of a situation? No, I'm 26 years old. I'm an adult. Like, crying doesn't work anymore.
0: But you know what? I'm also mad because I feel like this is the end of James Kennedy. I hope. But he's great reality TV. You have to admit.
1: I mean, it's not the end of James Kennedy because they gave Raquel a stupid-ass job at Sir. True. And it's not the freaking Billy because they're friends. Are they just going
0: to film James and Raquel together alone? Or I guess Sandoval and Ariana are the connective
1: tissue. That's the connective tissue still.
0: Okay. The thing is, James is delusional. He's got a huge ego. And he can be very abrasive and oftentimes mean and downright aggressive and rude. But that's what makes him reality TV gold.
1: No, it's it's good TV, but I'm not going to sit here and defend him when he's like... I'm not defending him. He's a terrible person. Um, okay, so let's move on to Lala because I want to talk about Lala and how much her and Stasi kind of got into... And her and James. So basically... Yeah, what do you think about the fact that the rest of the cast
0: is critical of the fact that Lala doesn't show 100% of her life on camera? She decides to hide a part of her life. I mean... And that is Randall Emmett, of course. Yeah. I mean, we've been seeing... A.K.A. Seen, the victim of Fofty's wrath.
1: I mean, we've been seeing more of him. But... I think the situation's different because I think, I mean, let's be real. Random, it, random. <laughs> Randall is. Remember, you called him Remit on our Patreon. Remit, pod. yeah, I was like Remit. Um, he's like in his forties. He's got kids. He has a whole life established out of this. He's a a movie executive. He's a businessman. Like everyone has the right to have their lives on camera or not. Lala signed up for this. Randall didn't. And you know what? Bo is participating. Bo does want to be a part of this. And you know what? Um, You know. But the way Lala said it. It was a little condescending. That it was about
0: Randall and its stature. That he has such an
1: important job. I mean. And it was kind of demeaning. I mean, but was it wrong? No. I think she's complete. I think that's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, Bo's probably a great, I think he works on commercial casting or something like that. Yeah, he's a casting director. Yeah, I mean, everyone's probably great at the jobs of what they do. But Randall does have a reputation that he needs to uphold. And I think that's why this 50 Cent drama was such a big deal, (laughs) was because it was like, you know, it was mixing his professional life with his personal life with his fiance's like entertainment reality show life. And like I'm it, sorry, the intersection, coffee. the intersection of all that isn't good for business. And so, I mean, I think it, yes, it was condescending of Lala to be like, you know, well it's Randall's stature and it's like, you know, he has this thing. But at the end of the day, that's the truth is that Randall doesn't have to participate on the show. If it's going to affect him and his livelihood. And honestly, if it, he was, it probably would, but maybe we'll see more of him. Cause he's been hanging out with the cast a ton more this year. Him and him and Jax are like best friends. Randall is planning Jax's bachelor party. I'm telling you, I think Tom Sandoval and Ariana are out of the wedding. Let's save that for when we get into that. I'm just throwing it out there now so that people don't turn off the podcast because I want to get into that.
0: Should we just talk about it now? Let's I mean, what do else it. do we have to talk about? Well, there is the whole deal with Tom Tom. And I think we could finish we there, could I We could finish with that. So, Andy brings up this tweet that James made where he brought up Lala and Jax and said that they needed to move on from their grief of their father's passing, which is insanely insensitive. Terrible. And a horrible thing to do. Um, Completely agree on that. And James said that he apologized and at first appeared to be contrite in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, But then James brought up another Twitter incident, which I'm not sure was going to be brought up otherwise. And he mentions how Jax purportedly made a fake Twitter account, and I remember when this happened, Mm -hmm. made a fake Twitter account impersonating Raquel, making homophobic sort of statements about James and about um, James being closeted, etc., And Jax denied it, but Ariana pointed out that his phone number was connected to the account. So it was definitely Jax. When they got you with the phone number, it's over. You can't get out of that, Jax. Yeah. Because you need to confirm by receiving a text. It's not like anyone could get your number and do this. Which then leads Jax to say, are you really going to talk about my dad right now? Although James wasn't talking about his dad. (laughs) And they get into a whole screaming match. James says, well, you were making this fake account and they're screaming and that was like the big visual of the episode which was played uh, over and over again on commercials and trailers for this episode um, but more interestingly that eventually set up this like Sandoval Ariana Brittany Jacks rift because Sandoval was kind of trying to play the mediator, but also a little more on James' side. Yeah, trying
1: to defend James because trying James to, has no one on his side. And, and yes. Sandoval's
0: always been a big defender of James. Sandoval has always been just a good friend in general, and he's going to try to play close to the obde- his objective truth, at least. Yeah, and he, so, he
1: always likes an underdog.
0: Exactly. So Sandoval is like, Jax, you did make that fake account, and you said those things about James and Raquel and those com- homophobic comments. And Brittany and Jax explode. Like, I've never seen Brittany that mad. Like, Brittany, like, loses her shit, honestly. She completely loses her mind, zero sense. And she's like, are you kidding me? You're, you're supposed to be Jax's best man. Like, aren't you our friends? Like, what the hell, really? And Brittany also makes the point that, like, earlier, James had called Brittany's family hillbillies and stuff, which was awful, I mean, this is just an all-around toxic, horrifying environment. Um, But, Eddie, you have some intel. Some behind-the-scenes intel on all this, which is interesting.
1: I don't know if it's behind-the-scenes, but... Well, I didn't know this. Well, it was all on Twitter. So, um, Lala is now part of Britney's wedding party, and... Someone on Twitter asked Jax, oh, I thought Brittany wasn't, like, Britney just told Lala she's not in the wedding, and now she's part of the wedding. And he goes, a lot of things have changed. And I just want to note that every, Chena had her birthday party this past weekend, and the only ones in attendance were Raquel, Billy, Ariana, and Tom. Which makes me think, and let's be real. Jax has not been hanging out with Ariana and Sandoval since the reunion. I have maybe seen them in one or two things together, but it has been the Brittany, Jax, Randall, Lala, fiance, marriage boat train for the, the whole summer. They did Coachella. They did little trips. They're doing everything. And Brittany, Lala, Sheena, not Sheena, Brittany, Lala, Stassi, and Katie all just went to Paris together. Right. Where was Ariana? Yeah. Those are four couples, four, four women who are best friends, who are all dating guys or engaged to guys who are now all best friends. So I think what we're going to see at the end of this reunion is a division between Tom, Ariana, Sheena, James, Raquel, and Billy. I'm just gonna I mean the others is what I'll call them. And then we're on the other side, we're gonna see Jax, Brittany, Lala, Randall, Stasi, Bo, Katie, and Tom. I think that's where the divisions are gonna lie. And I think that's what we're gonna move into next season. And I think that Sandoval is no longer uh Jax's best man because he was talking about Schwartz doing best man duties recently, even though Sandoval was the best man. But I think and Sandoval and was things.
0: originally supposed to plan the bachelor party. Plan the bachelor party, but Randall, and if so, he's yeah, not yeah.
1: planning it, and Randall's planning it, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know the idiom "nice guys finish last." It's true. I I feel
0: like this applies to Ariana and Sandoval because they weren't wrong; they were just trying to articulate to Jax that yes, while James is acting shittily to you, because they have always been critical of james Mm -hmm. there have been multiple scenes on camera in which they have scolded james and i'm sure off camera they have told him as well about how he can be wrong but they don't play it one-sided they always try to apply like constructive criticism and it's not like they are the arbiters of morality either um but i feel like generally they are very good friends like Sandoval has never wronged anyone on the cast, no. other than Kristen.
1: Yeah, and watching watching the series back, like Sandoval's the best guy. Sandoval is just such a good guy.
0: Right. We, we are re-watching
1: the whole show for
0: Patreon. And yeah, Sandoval has always been the best friend to all of these guys. He's always been there when they were they've been at their low moments. He's always been incredibly forgiving when everyone has wronged them. And like you could say Schwartz has never really gotten into shit, but like Schwartz also doesn't get in the fray either. So he's not going to like. No step one ever up. has beef with shorts. No one ever has beef with shorts, right? Um, but he also doesn't like step up to the level that Sandoval often steps up to um, when you need someone. I feel like Sandoval is a good dude, but because he's trying to be a good dude and he is friends with both parties, Jackson Brittany feel like he is betraying them by seeing James's perspective at all. And I just think, considering all that. Sandoval has done for Jax, that is a really lame move, man. Like, you slept with the guy's girlfriend, and he forgave you. You could have been excommunicated from the group. Honestly, it would have been very easy. And Sandoval brought you back in. And Sandoval allowed you to live at his place for many years. He's always been such a good friend to Jax. And for Jax to, like, turn his back on Sandoval for simply... Trying to play peacemaker. And and honestly, being pretty fair, to me, that's it kind of goes to show you that Jax is really self-interested. He's only gonna look out for himself and he wants yes men around him. And Britney kind of wants yes men around her too. She wants people to
1: bow at their altar, to be honest. Yes. Um, I'm just gonna say, like, you know me, like I feel like someone's betraying me, even if they are following my enemy on Instagram. Like the enemy is like you know um and I think it's I think where Jax is really coming from and then we'll we'll just finish on this really quick and then we'll move into Lisa um I think I think where Jax honestly feels hurt is he's like dude we've been through everything together and then now you're going against me to defend this like scum off the street that like has wronged me and my girlfriend you know like ha- or fiance like has just been a bottom feeder since the beginning like has time and time again, you know, like, you've known this guy for 10 minutes, you've known me for 10 years kind of thing. I think that's where he's probably upset about it. We'll probably see it play out. I, I hope they remain But it's friends. not 10 minutes at
0: this point. They've at, been friends for like six years now.
1: Yeah, I mean, but still, yeah.
0: Sandoval and James's friendship predates the show as well. They yeah. were going to start a band together. They were
1: gonna, he was gonna be his
0: roommate, yeah. Yeah, and they were gonna be roommates, yeah. But so let's not downplay Sandoval and James's but, relationship I mean, either.
1: But, but I think, I bet I think Jax sees his and Sandoval's relationship more as a brotherhood. And it's like, yo, dude, you're my brother. But that's selfish. I mean, it is, but like, it's I not like I, Jax
0: hasn't wronged Sandoval worse than anybody on this earth, no. And,
1: and I come 100% you, agree, but that's where I'm saying I think that's where Jax is coming from, and that's where his mind is, is like, dude, we're supposed to be brothers, but. Brothers are supposed to call you out on your on your when you're when you're doing something wrong, when you're not owning up to your shit. So yeah. I I mean, I hope they remain friends, but like I think Jax taking him away from being his best man is really gonna drive a rift that I don't think will ever be repaired.
0: Here's a prediction. Before the wedding, Jax is going to reinstate Sandoval as his best man or one of his best men with Schwartz co best men. And that's going to be a nice little emotional moment in the lead-up to the wedding. That's my prediction.
1: Well, we'll see about that. They've been
0: through far too much.
1: I mean, all the crap that they put each other through. True. (laughs) Well, speaking of where there's smoke, there's fire, let's talk about... LVP. LVP. So, uh, where do you want to start with this? So, to set the
0: scene, Ariana... Had a problem, of course, during the season finale with the way that Lisa Vanderpump was portraying Tom and Tom in the media. And we have actually talked about all season how LVP and the editors have kind of depicted Tom and Tom as Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yes. And that's not fair. And so they were addressing this at the reunion and then a few other things were brought up. Uh, For example, Katie said that she thought that they were going to get a salary. And they all thought that Tom and Tom would be getting a salary since Tom and Tom said at the reunion that they aren't getting paid yet. And Lisa clarified that she doesn't take a salary either. And Andy actually um, said that as someone with experience investing in restaurants, it takes a while to get return. And actually, as we were watching this unfold, Eddie, I said that to you as well. It takes a very long time in the restaurant business to get a return. Yeah. And another thing that was mentioned was that Lisa was saying that the restaurant cost $2.5 million to start up. And, you know, they only invested $100,000 and that's fine. And Schwartz actually at one point says, well, we bring a lot more than our capital. It's our presence. That's what bridges the gap between the fact that they paid $100,000 and they got 10%, even though 10% would be $250,000. So they got a big discount. And Lisa says, well, and I also bring my business expertise. So I thought this was interesting, and I kind of have a nuanced take on this, I feel like. I feel like there's no doubt that LVP's treatment of the Toms um, has been condescending at times, and she has played them for laughs. Um, But I also feel like Tom and Tom are sort of out of touch with the machinations of starting a restaurant and opening a business. Which is also LVP's fault. Which, yeah, and I'll get to that. Um, But because they're sort of out of touch, they're kind of coming across as ungrateful to me. And I think in some ways they are ungrateful. But I will say it is also Lisa's fault in a way because I feel like all of this could have been prevented if there was better communication between the two parties. So to me, all it took was LVP, maybe once a month, giving them a breakdown of operations and the step-by-step process in which she was opening this restaurant, right? Like maybe two hours every month. Like hey, let's meet, let's sit down, let's have lunch and I'm going to bring you up to date on the permits that I'm getting and how I get permits who I'm hiring, There is probably a lot of minutia with all of this, and she didn't want to involve them at all, so they felt so out of the loop, and I feel like if she was just very clear with everything that had to happen to get this whole thing going, then they would be extremely grateful, and by the way, you've set them up for success on top of that, and I think that's all they wanted, and I was always very curious about that too, Eddie, if you remember, I would talk about this throughout the season, like, I wonder how much of this is for the show, and if really off camera, Lisa is like giving them tips and tricks on how to eventually start their own bar. But clearly, she didn't bring them along the process. And that's kind of disappointing. And look what it's led to. Resentment. Resentment. And they, and they feel like they're being shortchanged when in actuality, they got a, the deal of a lifetime. And everything is working as planned. It takes years, often, to get a return on things. You're not going to get a salary as a partner sometimes.
1: Um, but I think first of all, I understand where you're coming from, but it's what it coulda shoulda because Lisa didn't do it. Yes, but she's wrong. I'm she gonna go. Wrong. I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna say. I'm going go to a completely different way. Katie added the money, salary aspect, and return on the company as an afterthought after this conversation already started, and it didn't start with salary or money at all. I think. Katie threw that in there. That was completely uncalled for and it drove the conversation off the rail of what it should have been going But She was to. saying
0: I think from the perspective of historically, like at one point we did expect a salary. That's the way she said it. Like we expected a salary.
1: Well, yeah. But I mean then but that's Katie. That's that's not the Toms. And I wanna focus on the Toms right now. I'm not gonna focus on Katie. And I think I that think she
0: was being a mouthpiece for the Toms.
1: I think she was being a mouthpiece for herself because I think Katie is expecting money from it and it's not coming and she's the only real breadwinner of the family right now. And I feel like that was her being like, we were expecting a salary. I was expecting a salary Okay, and we're not getting money from this. And I think that derailed the conversation from where it was, which I think Ariana had some really good points defending the two Toms, which is where this began. So, My thing is, is Lisa likes to do this. She is keeping the blinders on the horses so the horses only know the route that they're going. She's not giving them any of the details of what goes on at the show behind the scenes. She keeps them in the dark for the sole reason of that. If she keeps them in the dark, they won't be able to go on their own and do this on their own. They need her. They they are nothing without Lisa Vanderpump. Yes, they got the deal of a century, but it is called TomTom. She is capitalizing on their presence and promised them... The, the idea that they could help design this with them. And this was going to be a co-effort. And I'm going to go to the cocktail thing because I think this was a very, very telling scene, the cocktail argument. So Schwartz and Sandoval spent, I mean, they were even saying like Schwartz himself spent like $4,000 basically making their kitchen into mixology so they could craft and curate these cocktails for Tom Tom because that's what they were asked to do now. As you guys remember in the show, Lisa says Pandora's in charge of the cocktails. And that, and Pandora brings in Sid, who's a cocktail mixologist who's, gonna, who's cure, taken what they've done and made, their, made drinks based off of them and teaches them. Sandoval goes, Lisa, what you don't understand is that we worked six to eight months to make these drinks that you had told us we were making the drinks for the menu. Then you bring someone in for two days and she goes, oh, well, I didn't know that. And it's like that, first of all, made me really upset when she was like, well, I didn't know that you guys have been working so hard because clearly they had come to her with all of their work. She had told them from the beginning. She knew that they weren't just sitting back home. She thought that they would just be sitting back home doing their own thing and didn't work hard on these cocktails, which I found very demeaning. And that hurt me that she wouldn't expect that out of them when we saw on the show that they had been working their butts off for this thing. Now this is where it gets better. Is Schwartz even said, you know, like it hurt me that you didn't use the recipes that we had given. You let you use Sids, who was there for two days and we were there for six months. Yes, it does, it's great. They said they loved that the cocktails were successful, all of that. But it hurt them that she undermined them. Now, Lisa goes, but we still did use your stuff in the thing. You know, in the we used your drinks, we used the the framework. And Sandoval goes, Well, what about the frozen shots? So they were supposed to have these frozen shots at the bar. And Lisa goes, "Oh well, you know the shot, that shot thing. We, you know Ken needed it because Ken plans the bar. You know it takes it takes Ken a while to plan the bar. He needs to build a bar and plan it. And you know he didn't have it. And Sandoval no, that was there for three months. Ken decided to leave it out without consulting anyone else. When they, I think, got that shot thing themselves right. and had worked on it, which is another big slap in the face. It's like, oh no, we've got this handled. We don't really need you. We're we're gonna give you." The play blocks, you know, like we're going to, we're going to, you can go scan papers. You can go do this. You're a big part of this company. You're a big part of this effort when it's really, she's just giving them monopoly money to play with at this point. She's, she made them feel like they were going to actually be a part in this business when all they are is a face. And she didn't reveal that to them. All they are at this point is Tom Tom. They're the face of this company. They're, they're minor investors. She actually did
0: say that they would be the face. They would be the face. But then she also
1: promised them all these other things.
0: No, just the cocktail.
1: The cocktails. And yes. to be, and to learn how to run a business and to learn how to start this thing. Which that's she, what you would hope. Yeah. But none of this has, and that's where their gripe is. And that's what Ariana was trying to say is, you know what, Lisa? No, these things that you said, they're not matching up. Like this is you trying to cover your bases at this point because you've made these look like Tweedledee and Dum, and you're not giving them the opportunity to prove that they're more than that because you keep undermining them by sending them to Mexico and then being like, oh, well, the, you know, they're more party in Mexico. They're not working on this business. No, you told them to go to Mexico because of the hard work they were doing. You left that part conveniently out. I feel like Lisa
0: Vanderpump undermines herself because to me, it would be so easy to bring them along during the process, right? Mm -hmm. To like show them the finer details so that they can feel involved and tell them, look, Nicolene is going to design. I am bringing the business sense since I've already opened two restaurants in this very same city and 35 total restaurants. And I want you to do the cocktails. Be the face. Um, However, I will basically give you the blueprint, right? And by honestly just having extremely poor communication all around, um, whether it's the fact that she's not keeping up to date with what they're doing in terms of the cocktails, or it is not communicating that they probably didn't want that shot machine, right? But they they never told the Toms that. And they just
1: were hoping they would forget about it or... I, th- I think that's where the problem lies is Lisa was expecting them to be s- too stupid to fight back. She was expecting them not to bite the hand that fed them when at this point they're fed up. And, they're sm- and well, Sandoval's a smart cookie. And Ariana and Sandoval together, they, they're going to go toe to toe. But here's what I'm saying. Why do this to yourself? She made a bad bet. She, she thought she was playing the For cards right. Though? For exactly. what though? Exactly, Because she thought she could keep him in the dark and that she could steamroll this and she could have this business and do all What this. is the benefit? That's what I
0: don't get. Just so they would always Continued be dependent on, on her.
1: A hundred percent.
0: I guess that's the one benefit, but I don't know why you need the Toms dependent on you. You because, are doing
1: fine. Because she's dependent on the Toms, if you do think about it. She's dependent oh, she on this fine. cast. No, she's fine. I think she can have a very successful business out of this, but Vanderpump Rules is her cash cow. If everyone goes against her and is no longer dependent on her, she doesn't have this. Here's and the thing. If you kept brought them along, they would have been forever grateful for you, forever indebted. And 100%. now by the way,
0: they sh- still should be. That's where I'm coming down on this. Like, yeah. they should still be grateful, even though she's kind of shysty.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I feel like
0: if I were them, I'd be like,
1: I don't know, I would don't, be so shysty. I don't think they are ungrateful, but I think they do deserve the right as adults to question how she's acting in something that they're, they're a part of.
0: And right. You do have the right to question, but don't question the equity because the equity is an amazing deal. Oh, no. And, and that the fact was, that and you're that's, not getting return on this, I, I was glad Andy stepped in because-
1: But that was they, Katie. That wasn't, I want to go back to Ariana what, and Tom.
0: Okay, was it was it not the Toms? No, it was Schwartz. Though I guess it's the Schwartz, Katie. Block it was Schwartz. Didn't make Schwartz yeah, did well, make a comment about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: Schwartz hopped on what Katie said because he was defending his wife. But I'm going with Tom and he was Ariana. Like, oh, we
0: bring a lot more than our capital; it's our presence. And it's like Tom, presence is only worth so much.
1: Yeah, and but Which my you, but they
0: couldn't afford two point five million dollars to open a restaurant. But,
1: but I'm going back to what Sandwal kept saying, where he's like, Lisa, it's not about the money for us; it's about the fact that you're trying to keep us dependent on you. And that's where my issue is, is that I think people are going to be like, oh, they're so ungrateful. I think they're grateful. But like at the same time, it's not like, oh, you know, I have to be ever indebted. I'm so thankful for daddy and daddy's money, you know, because that's not what it should be. It should be, oh, I'm so thankful that you gave me this opportunity but if we're gonna be business partners, you need to treat me as a peer and not as a child. And I feel like that's where Ion and Tom are coming from. I'm saying if LVP did that, then they would but have I been forever grateful. But that's woulda, could have should have because that's not gonna and that's not gonna happen. And I don't think she's gonna do it moving forward. I think she's all talk. Why is she? Why is she shysty like this? She needs to be in control. That's Lisa's. That comes. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Whether it's on Vanderpump Rules, whether it's on Beverly Hills. Lisa is a control freak and we can see that in her business. She's amazing at what she does is because she can control and produce restaurants, situations, things. like She is brilliant. She is a businesswoman. We should
0: should make clear, she's not dependent on Vanderpump Rules. No. She's actually extremely wealthy outside of
1: Vanderpump Rules. But I'm saying... I'm saying that is her cash cow right now. It's making her the most return. Because let's be real, I'm going to be 100% honest. Yes, Vanderpump Rules, I think, will be one of the greatest reality television shows of all time. It's something that we're going to remember. But without it on the air, Tom, Tom, Pump, and Sir will lose a lot of service. I think give it five years after the show's on the air, they'll just be like a Palms. Like, who goes to the Palms anymore? But still, it's the Palms. you know? I would still go have a meal there, but it's not like I'm dying to go do brunch at Sir.
0: I just meant in the sense that her net worth is large
1: enough. Oh, no, I agree. she could survive she's fine. without it. No, she's fine. But I think she understands she wants to keep this cow producing milk as long as it can. Of course. And I, yeah, and I think, all, like I said, I think all it comes down it's to is control. I still think it's fair to characterize
0: it as Lisa's dependent on them. I think, no. I think they're no. codependent. No, I,
1: I think they are codependent. But what I'm saying is Lisa needs to be in control. And I think that's where... That's her. Fl- that's her biggest strength and her biggest flaw because it's her need for control that gets her into trouble: control of her image, control of the story, control of the restaurant, control of her employees. Like it's okay to ha- want control, but Lisa wants total domination.
0: I just wish Schwartz and Katie, at the very least, wouldn't question her on salary, on salary and getting yeah. a return. Yeah,
1: but I you think ex- I think they're just return. hurting for money. They and are I think not
0: profiting. Right now. No.
1: And I don't think they will for another couple years, which is fair. But I I do think what I'm coming from is I really enjoyed seeing Ariana and Tom. I had so much respect for them standing up because, like Ariana said, it's futile. She said this in an after show. It's futile to try to go up against Lisa Vanderpump because if Lisa Vanderpump says the sky is purple, everyone in Lisa Vanderpump's camp is going to say the sky is purple because no one wants to upset her because you don't bite the hand that feeds you. But at the same time, if... That hand that's feeding you was disguised as a hand trying to help you up. You have every right to question that hand helping you up and saying, well, wait, where's the next step? Where do I go after this? What happens if I fall back? What do I do? It's not, oh, I'm feeding you. It's I'm helping you up. I'm allowed to ask questions to know where we're going.
0: Literally, all she had to do was tell them
1: which permits that she got. How to get them. But she didn't. And that was her downfall at this point. And I think that was really telling. And we'll see how this plays out the rest of the, the reunion, because this is just part one. But, whoo, <laughs> it was a doozy. That it was, Eddie. Wow, I'm sweating. I'm sweating, too. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't have too many haters for my LVP and Raquel comments. But <laughs> I had to say what I had to say. And not saying that I don't think Raquel's a great person, Harkening back to the beginning, but I just think they're pitching her as a one-dimensional... That you know that aspirational Bimbo heiress, and I'm not I'm not here for it anymore. That was so 2001 with Paracel and being stop being life. That's simple a simple life. life right. Show me a complex character. Let me let me see Raquel get her masters. Let me see Raquel move away and be a strong woman away from James, and do her thing. And maybe the viewers and the cast members will have more respect for her. We still got season eight. We'll see what happens. But if you guys don't want to miss any more of our recaps while we finish. The Reunion, please make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. That's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you guys want to hear us talking about Vanderpump Rules Season 2 as we go back episode by episode, make sure you guys check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash hot in Bravo, H-O-T in We have so much fun stuff over there too. See ya.